This Bee Podcast Network show is presented by IXL, loved and trusted by more than 1 million teachers. IXL enhances your teaching and takes work off your plate so you can make an even bigger impact on your students. IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K through 12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and helps you assess student performance through actionable, real-time insights. Strengthen daily instruction, close knowledge gaps quickly, and set every student up for success. I have personally used IXL with students to support them in math, and I love that it focused on the skills that students needed and could help differentiate learning for them. I was also able to look at the data and use that information to inform my instruction. Do you want to bring IXL to your school? Learn more at IXL.com B. That's IXL.com B-E. Welcome to the Teacher Burnout Podcast, where we explore the challenges of burnout for teachers and share practical strategies to support teacher well-being. I'm your host, Barb Flowers. If you're a teacher looking for ways to prevent burnout or an educational leader searching for strategies to support your team, this podcast is for you. Let's dive in. I wanted to let you know about a coaching offer I have going on right now. It's a four-week offer, one month of coaching, And I'm going to help you love teaching again. In this month, we're going to talk about how to overcome burnout by talking about your identity as a teacher, how to deal with feelings of overwhelm, setting boundaries and self-care and building resilience. So if this interests you, reach out to me on Instagram at Barb Flowers Coaching, and we can set up a free burnout strategy plan where we'll meet and come up with a strategy for dealing with your burnout so that you can love teaching again. So again, if you're interested, reach out to me on Instagram at Barb Flowers Coaching. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Teacher Burnout Podcast. I hope that you're having a great start to the school year and that you're starting the year in a positive way where you are just feeling refreshed and ready to go for the start of the year. So I know for us, it's been a really smooth start and it just feels good to be back to normal. I know it's been a couple years since COVID, but I feel like every year just gets a little bit more normal. So it's been a good start and I hope that's how you're feeling as well. But today to start the episode, I wanted to take you back to my last year of teaching and see if you can relate to this scenario. So in my last year of teaching, I was going to school, I was getting my um, PhD in educational leadership because I wanted to be a principal. So I was going through my leadership classes and doing my internship um, for my administration license, but I was also still in the classroom. And so I was serving on every committee as part of that. And I know I did this before I was even doing my internship. I was a department head. I was on our um, building leadership team. I was on the district leadership team. I just loved to help out in any way that I could. If they said, will you volunteer for an event? I was there. I was always going to volunteer. I wanted to be active in the school. And so I was a part of everything, which was good. I think that's a good thing. Um, But I would get to school and I would check my email and I'd always have tons of emails because I'm on, on all these different committees, you know, working with different teachers across the district. Um, and it just could feel kind of overwhelming. I felt a lot of pressure. I felt pressure because not only did I have these leadership roles going on or all these committees that I was on and communicating with parents, but I also was teaching. And so I needed to be um, planning lessons, assessing kids, making sure I'm taking kids through the RTI process, doing interventions, you know, as a teacher, the list goes on and on and on. And so when I was going through this, I felt so much pressure on myself. 
and I would start to feel really overwhelmed. And I felt like it was hard for me to even get things done because I would have this to-do list and I wouldn't even make a dent in the list. So if you can relate to that, then you are probably feeling overwhelmed as well. So today in our episode, I wanted to talk about overwhelm and what it is. And I want to talk about why we get overwhelmed and then strategies to overcome the feelings of overwhelm. Because I will tell you that overwhelm is something that happens to everybody. However, the better you get at prioritizing your time and not putting too much pressure on yourself, not being a perfectionist, all these different things, just building up different confidence habits, the overwhelm will go away. I rarely feel overwhelmed anymore because I've learned strategies to deal with those feelings of overwhelm and what that looks like for me. So I want to start by talking about what is overwhelm. Well, overwhelm happens when you feel like you have too many demands placed on you. You just feel emotionally overloaded. And it's really just a feeling of being stressed. So even if you're not overwhelmed at school, maybe maybe you're overwhelmed with all your responsibilities at home. And so when you go to school, it's just another thing. So even though maybe you've been teaching for years, you have you know a system for lesson planning and um, interventions and assessments, and you can do all those things and you have it down pat, but you're so emotionally overloaded at home and you're feeling stressed that when you come in, you're already stressed. And so it's just another piece and another demand on you. So you're overwhelmed even at work. So that could happen. Um, but it's really just when you have too many demands placed on you. And when you get overwhelmed, that's you get cognitive fatigue. So I don't know if you've ever felt this. I've felt this a lot where you get the cognitive fatigue and you start forgetting things and you get really distracted and you, someone tells you something and you're like, you told me that? I can't even remember that. So um, that happens when you get feelings of overwhelm. So I want to now talk about why do we get overwhelmed? Well, just like in my scenario, I was definitely over committing to things, right? Um, in my scenario, I needed to because I was doing my internship. But when we overcommit and are on too many things, whether it's even at home, we're over committing to what our kids can do or places they can be at, sports they're involved in, or over committing to groups that you're in. Anything we're over committing to can cause us overwhelm. Also, not setting boundaries with others, people-pleasing, being a perfectionist. Because if you're a perfectionist and you can't just get a task done, that is going to make you feel overwhelmed. So now I want to talk about strategies for how to stop being overwhelmed. So the way that I change this, these are steps that I've used to change overwhelm for myself, and I've changed how I think about overwhelm. So the first step I took to changing the feeling of being overwhelmed is to recognize when I'm overwhelmed and why it's happening. So I try to think about what is causing the overwhelm for you and what does it look like? So I always say with your thoughts, anytime you're feeling a negative thought or emotion, you need to get curious about that. And so I really started to get curious with my overwhelm, like what is causing this for me? So for me, I know it feels like I'm overwhelmed because I get very anxious where I feel like I need to just stop and take a breath. Like I just... I can feel it in my chest. I feel very anxious. My body feels tight and I become forgetful. I forget everything. So I need everything in my calendar. So when I start to get those feelings, I know that I'm overwhelmed and I know I need to check in with myself. And I want to encourage you also when you know that and you recognize you're feeling overwhelmed to change your thinking about being overwhelmed because we don't have to feel overwhelmed. 
Overwhelm is a feeling. And in the coaching I do with teachers, I talk about how your thoughts create your emotions or feelings, which create your actions. So your thoughts are what's creating the overwhelm. Because again, overwhelm is a feeling that comes from your thoughts. And then your actions are coming out of the feeling of overwhelm. So if we're overwhelmed, it's really hard to take good action, to take positive action, because overwhelm is coming from a negative place. And so if I'm really feeling overwhelmed about maybe like a long to-do list or things that I need to get done, I like to stop and remind myself that I always get it done, even though there's a big list. Because, you know, as a teacher or in my role as a principal, there's always things added to your list. The list is just never done. It's never cleared. Um, So I always just have to remind myself when I keep adding things to the list that it will get done. I always get it done. I always get it done in time. So I just need to take a deep breath and know that it'll get done. And and having that thought helps me with overwhelm a lot because versus thinking I have to stay and get everything done right away or, you know, just feeling negative like it's never going to get done. I have so much. I just take a breath and know that it always does get done and I'll get it done. Um, The other tip I have or strategy for helping with overwhelm is to prioritize what needs to get done. So again, I'm huge on making lists of what needs to get done, but I like to break it down into big tasks, take big tasks and break them down into smaller tasks. So for example, if I'm planning for a meeting, I break that down. Like, what do I need to do to plan for that meeting? What do I need to copy? What do I need to get ready? Um, And order them by, by priority of when they need to be done. So I like to look at my week ahead of time and see, okay, what meetings are coming up? What meetings are coming up first? What do I need to get ready for first? Um, So prioritizing what needs to get done. Also practicing time management skills. I'm a huge advocate for practicing time management skills because I think that some people don't utilize their time in a, um, they don't utilize their time well and then they feel overwhelmed. And so you really have to think about how you're utilizing your time well. As a teacher, I couldn't stay after school for a long period of time because I was either in school, I had kids, like I couldn't be there till five o'clock. So I really had to prioritize my time that I was working during my planning. Like I I didn't have time to talk to other teachers. And I'm not saying in a collaborative manner, we did PLC and things like that, but I didn't just have time to stop and chit chat. I had a half hour in the morning. I utilized every second of that half hour so that I was ready for my students. And same thing with You know, even my lunch, I took time to have lunch with other teachers, but if I had any extra time, I was planning and getting things done because I really had to prioritize my time and practice that time management. The other thing I like to do, and I do this a lot in my role now, is I time myself doing tasks. So for example, I have five minutes. So I think, what can I get done in five minutes? And I have five minutes and I know I'm going to get it done. And so it'll be a simple task, but it's just something I can cross off my list. And then also I recognize about myself is that some tasks just need to get done. It's not about being a perfectionist. Some tasks need to be more perfect than others. For example, if it's going out to parents um, or to the community where a lot of people are going to see it. But if it's just a quick email to teachers or um, just something that, you know, I'm, I'm going to do quickly, I can't be a perfectionist about it where I just stop and overthink. I need to just get it done. Another strategy I have for overwhelm is asking for help anywhere you're able to. So thinking about in your classroom, if you're feeling overwhelmed, do you have a volunteer who can help? Can a parent come in? Is there a retired teacher who's willing to come in? So 
think about where you can get help. Also, you know, I always utilize, and I was elementary, so even at one time I taught first grade, but I always thought about what can students do to help around the classroom. Like I always made sure that my students clean the classroom and um, put things away and help me organize things because I will say for me too, overwhelm comes from overstimulation and I need a clean area with no clutter and it helps when my kids would keep their desk clean and keep the keep the classroom clean. So, you know, giving the students ownership in that and having them help you is really important. Another strategy for overwhelm is practicing self-care. I'm a huge advocate for self-care. You know, I'm, I truly believe we have to take care of ourselves to be able to take care of others. And so when we're practicing our own self-care of journaling, exercising, just taking time to rest, that's going to help us not feel overwhelmed. Because remember, overwhelm is a type of stress. And to reduce stress, you need to be able to exercise. You need to be able to rest. And when I say exercise, it could be high intensity exercise. It could be taking your dog for a walk, something where you're getting movement, but our bodies were made to move and it really helps to reduce stress. Another strategy is to create routines and habits that help you get things done. So I'm a huge advocate for routines. I have a lot of routines at my house. I have morning routines. That's when I do my self-care in the morning because I know I'm exhausted after school. So in my morning, I do my exercise. I do my journaling. You know, I get stuff done during that time. I even have routines with my kids where we clean rooms and things in the morning because in the afternoons, they're just, they're tired like I am too from school. So we have morning routines, we have evening routines, but I also like to create routines at school. I've always been um, very routine at school where you know, even as a teacher, I had routines of how I planned my lessons. When I was in first grade, I planned my lessons with another teacher and we would meet on Wednesdays. We'd plan together. We'd delegate who was going to copy what for the week and we would help each other with that. Um, you know, when I was in third grade, I didn't really plan as much with my team. So I would still plan on Wednesdays, Thursdays, I would run copies, I'd get my centers ready. So I just always had these routines. And then I always picked one day a week. Um, for me, I liked Fridays where I would allow myself to stay, even if it was for 30 minutes after school, so I could just get myself organized for the week. It was almost like a stress relief for me or to release overwhelm. I just knew that I had everything ready. So those are some strategies I use to have routines. <clears throat> also, find things that can be taken off your plate. This is a really great strategy. So think about what can you stop doing? Can you stop being on a certain committee? Because if you're on if you're on three committees, you probably don't need to be on three committees. So what can you stop doing right away to help with overwhelm? For me, something in my personal life, Mondays were a day of overwhelm for me because my daughter had gymnastics and she goes at 4.30. And so I was trying to rush out of work, get home, get her ready, go to gymnastics, and I would be there for an hour and a half. Well, because of that feeling of overwhelm, my husband and I made an agreement that he would get her off the bus take her to gymnastics, drop her off, and then I could stay at work, get some things done, and then go get her after. And then I'm not only not feeling overwhelmed, but I get to just take my time and kind of relax leaving work. I always like when I just have some downtime at the end of the day. So again, I just want to remind you the strategies that we talked about when you're feeling overwhelmed. So remember to recognize when it happens and why, prioritize what needs to get done, practice time management, Ask for help anywhere you're able to. Practice self-care. Create routines and habits that help you get things done. 
and find things that can be taken off your plate. So I hope that you found that helpful. I hope that this really helps you think about your overwhelm and ways that you can reduce that because it is possible to not feel overwhelmed. And when you're able to recognize it and you know take action with these strategies, I'm telling you, you will feel so much better. And I just want to let you know that if you're interested in one-on-one coaching, I love coaching with teachers um, or just even more tips throughout the week. You can find me on Instagram at Barb Flowers Coaching. So, and always message me or reach out to me if you're interested in one-on-one coaching. But thank you for listening to this episode. If you find this podcast helpful, please leave a review so others are able to find the podcast as well. Um, The more reviews, it helps people find the podcast. So I hope you have a great week. Stay tuned for next week's episode. Do you want to save time on prep work, increase achievement for all student populations, reliably meet Tier 1 standards? You can do it all, but don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com forward slash BE to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve all these goals. That's IXL.com forward slash BE.